This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television program. Wherever you're watching or listening to me on Warning Radio, Shortwave Radio, iPod, social media, welcome. We're in our chapel at World Ministries International. This is a live audience. I've been doing a series on the movers and shakers, responsible for the first and second great awakening in the United States of America and other countries around the world. Today I'm going to be speaking on Possessed by the Holy Spirit, Catherine Coleman. All the heroes, the giants of the faith... The movers and shakers of the Bible and those involved in the first and second great awakening in America all had great anointing. They all loved God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. They all chased after the fullness of God to walk in the kingdom of God on earth. They all laid down their lives, careers, businesses, families, and friends to be faithful to the Lord to the death. Just read Fox's Book of Martyrs and you'll read many heroes of the faith laying down their lives besides the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11. They all wanted more and more of God, never satisfied where they were at spiritually and not resting on their laurels with past victories, but wanted to continue to win souls, heal the sick, cast out demons, and even raise the dead. We've talked about how already some have done just that. Smith Wigglesworth commanded his wife to come back. And she did. And his wife argued with him, Smith, it's my time to go. And the Lord said, it's her time to go. Release me, Smith. And he let her go back to be with the Lord. But these people had authority. They knew God. What America and the world have to have is another great awakening. Mark 12, 29 through 31. Jesus answered, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, you will love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. Unconditional love. Loving God and our neighbor. Who's our neighbor? Mother, brother, sister, stranger. Everybody is our neighbor. Jesus wants us to love our neighbors. All people. John 3.16. For all the world to be saved. He gave his life. Mark 16.17-18. through 18. These signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. 
Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. That's what Adalia was saying, having a vision and Jesus taking back authority. He wants once again to rule the church where carnal men have ruled in vain, in vanity, in pride. And we're in trouble. Eagles saving nations. Jesus needs to rule again. We need to be eagles baptized in the Holy Spirit, moving with power and authority. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org and click on Eagles saving nations and join today. We have to have another great awakening if America is going to be saved. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. All authority has been given to me in heaven on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you, and I am with you always to the end of the age. Luke 24, 47 through 49. That repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. Wherever you live, begin there. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem. That's because that's where they were. They were in that area. You tarry whatever city you're in, but tarry for the power of God. And you will be endued with power from on high. Acts 2, 1 through 4. The day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire sat on each of them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I've heard of this phenomenon manifestations in different countries, including China. But there's different phenomena and manifestations. And sometimes you might not feel a win. And sometimes you might. Catherine Coleman stated on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That hour is at hand, she said. My friend, when there will be times, even in moments such as this, when there shall be such oneness in spirit, when the Holy Ghost is come upon those in the assembly, those who know absolutely nothing about the Holy Spirit and great waves of glory will come upon them and every person will be filled with the Holy Spirit and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe that. And that's basically what one of our sisters in the service today said. Jackie, basically saying that. That God wants us to step up to the plate, be filled with God, move in that power and authority. It's time for men and women to be eagles, to soar, to fly, to win. Win what spiritual victories for our Lord Jesus Christ so Satan doesn't destroy this nation. One, all the movers and shakers love the Lord truly more than anything else. Catherine Coleman was born May 9, 1907 in Concordia, Missouri of German parents. Her mother was strict and she was distant, but she was close to a kind, loving father. 14, she attended a Methodist church meeting where she first experienced the conviction of the Holy Spirit. She testified of not remembering what the preacher said or what hymns were sung, only she suddenly began to tremble. Suddenly she felt like to be the meanest, lowest person in the world. The Holy Spirit does that to you. He's so holy, he makes us look very inadequate. I believe because the Holy Spirit is totally holy. He reveals intuitively how sinful a person truly is. Some people think, you know, we're pretty good. Uh, Not when you're in his presence. Truly in his presence. When they're in his presence like Coleman was, they realize how sinful they are. Self-righteous, hypocritical, arrogant, 
or unforgiving. Catherine trembled so violently, she said she couldn't hold her hymn book. She sat in the pew sobbing. Several years after her conversion, she received a clear call into ministry. She stated, if everybody in the world told me that as a woman I have no right to preach the gospel, it would have no effect on me whatsoever. Because my call to the ministry was as definite as my conversion. Catherine continued to be consumed with a deep hunger for more of God. You know, I've done many movers and shakers, including different ones that were women. They didn't debate it. They didn't argue it. They just did the ministry and let the fruit bear witness. Amen? Three, increased hunger. She remembered that old-fashioned tabernacle, saw dust on the ground. If you're old enough, maybe you've gone to these meetings and tat with dust on the... I did. Believe me. I went to a ton of meetings. My dad was a traveling evangelist for four years. I was in meetings just about every night. When I was young enough, I slept under the pew, but I heard him preaching. I knew when the anointing come down, and I would say, yeah, go get him, dad. <laughs> I love the move of God, the manifestation. He would take off his watch when he prayed for people, or it would stop working, and I saw people healed and slain. And I loved that as a boy. I said, wow, one day I want to do that. And realize we all can do that if they just get close enough to God. Amen? She was so hungry for more that every time an altar call was given, whether it was morning, afternoon, or night session, now hear it, she would attend three sessions a day. She attended all four sessions. There was a red-headed, freckled-faced teenage girl who was the first to walk down the aisle, kneel in that sawdust, crying and seeking holiness. Morning, noon, night, afternoon, and evening session. She was always the first one down and the last one to leave. After each session, that red-headed, freckle-faced girl would rush to the altar. My head buried in my arms, weeping and crying as she was there alone after everyone else had left. You know, some people take sin way too lightly. I've already repented. Well, other people know you need to repent constantly. Every time you realize that God's not happy or you're violated somehow, you need to... Re she realized this. Our sins stop the anointing people. It's not a one-time, God forgive me, come into my heart. She was a first and a last to the altar, wanting completely to be holy and seeking after more of God. That's why she was a mover and shaker. Four, stepping up to the plate. Catherine went to visit her older sister and evangelist brother-in-law, Everett B. Parrott. And she ended up staying five years helping in the ministry, serving him. She sat under his ministry. Parrot could not travel to Boise, Idaho to preach at a meeting, and he gave Catherine the opportunity to preach for him. Go preach for me. I've sent others in this room. Go preach for me. A local pastor attended her meetings in Boise, encouraged her to branch out on her own, and a pianist, Helen Gulliford, who played for Charles Price, decided to join her. You know, worship is always critically. It's so important. I believe in good worship. Every church I've pastored, we focus on good worship, good message, time around the altar. I still do that. If you ever visit me and I let you to join our staff in one of our services, come on a Wednesday night. We have time around the altar. A local pastor was the one who encouraged her, but he attended her meeting. Now, see, she stepped up to the plate. Some people get the opportunity and they don't feel like it. Man, we don't go by our feelings. Faith is not going by emotions or feelings. It's stepping up to the plate in obedience. Taking the opportunity. When I had to ask a man to forgive me, I didn't feel like it. And I already asked God to forgive me. 
But the Holy Spirit said, leave your gift at the altar and make it right. I talked myself into obedience to go against my feelings and emotions. Get up, go, knock on the door. Will you forgive me? That's faith. And that's when anointing came upon me in a greater proportion. And that's when I had my first supernatural dream. And that's starting me traveling the nations and having God work through me prophetically and meeting the leaders of the world. Denying my feelings of I don't want to, going against it, knowing it's the right thing. That's when anointing comes. She stepped up to the plate. Because she took steps in obedience, she took this opportunity to speak. She hit a home run and her public ministry started. A local pastor, again, encouraged her. Note, worship team, ministry, taking opportunities is all important in God's service, you know. Worship, team ministry, we have team ministry. Why? Because we're reaching every nation in the world. I need more than myself. We need a team. And that's why each one of you are here. We are reaching the world. And you help me with Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations, join the team. We need another great awakening. God increases the anointing upon those who step up to the plate, even when they're scared or don't feel like it. God uses team ministry and he anoints those people and the services they minister in. He anoints those people and the services they minister in. You know, when I was young and ignorant, oh, I don't know why you have to go here and let this person pray for you because the other person doesn't have any anointing. If your church has no anointing, I wouldn't go there. I finally learned the key. Not everybody behind their pulpit has anointing. They don't all heal a sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. In fact, a lot of them don't even believe in it. They can tell stories. But if you don't have a testimony, I don't need your stories. I can read the Bible. I want reality. I want a testimony. I want to come under a man or woman of God with anointing. Five early victories and mistakes. In 1934, her father died in an accident. And at his funeral, she claimed to have overcome her fear of death. You know, death, when people die, it makes you face the reality that you're going to die one day. She faced it. She overcame her fear of death. She had an encounter again with God. 1938, against the Council of Friends. Now remember, my subtitle on this point five, Early Victories and Mistakes. Against the Council of Friends. She married Burroughs Waltrip, who divorced his wife and left his children to be with her. This was a serious mistake made because she wouldn't listen to godly counsel. Do you listen to godly counsel? Or do you have to keep going around the block and blooding your nose? If you've been with me, you know that message. Around the block, keep making the same mistakes. Because of this incident, when there was controversy, she was forced to give up her church in Denver because she wouldn't listen to godly counsel. During this sad season in her life, she saw and heard someone in Joliet, Illinois, for the first time, which impacted her life. God uses these emotional experiences in our lives to get our attention so he can use more of us. You're going through a hard time? God is allowing it. As Watchman Nee would say, and I paraphrase, God is allowing circumstances to destroy the carnal man so the Holy Spirit can make you fit to be able to properly minister. So I minister. Yeah, you'll do a lot more if you don't fight God, if you cooperate. You'll do a lot more, a lot greater anointing. Let God use you. Let him break you. See, he wants to kill me. Yes, he does. He wants to kill the carnal man so the spiritual man can rule and reign. Six, total surrender. The tension between Catherine over her marriage continued to grow. Catherine stated, I had to make a choice. Would I serve the man I love or the God I love? I knew I could not serve God and live with this man. 
I finally told him I had to leave. God never released me from the original call to serve him. Not only did I have to live with him, I had to live with my conscience. And the conviction of the Holy Spirit was unbearable. I was tired of trying to justify myself. Tired. Catherine Coleman said, I had to come to the place in my life where I was ready to give up everything. I said, quote, Dear Jesus, I surrender all. I give it all to you. Take my body, take my heart. All I am is yours. I place it in your wonderful hands. She said, I knew nothing about the wonderful filling of the Holy Spirit. I knew nothing about the power of the third person of the Trinity, which is available to all. In that moment, Catherine Coleman died and God came in. The Holy Spirit, there was for the first time I realized what it was meant to have power. Catherine Coleman was filled with the Spirit in a powerful way that very day. Three days later, she left her husband and headed to Franklin, Pennsylvania for a series of meetings and then traveled to other states as an itinerant evangelist. I know over the years, different ones who told me when they first came, you know, I'm, I'm called to serve the Lord. I'm called my whole life, da, 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 da. And then whether it was here or they went somewhere else, their wife put pressure on them. If you continue to serve God, administer there, I'll leave you. I told the person at that time, why don't you help her pack and open the door? I'm not joking. There is a higher calling. And if anybody gets in your way, I'm to serve God. I'm supposed to love my wife, but I'm not supposed to let my wife become my God and dictate what God says. You know, the same as the reverse. I am not going to stand in Adalia's way to serve God. I'm her biggest fan and I'm her biggest cheerleader and I want the best. I'll be glad to sit back. Go get him, Adalia. <laughs> Man, I mean it. You've watched me do it and I promote her. And, uh, Encourage her, step up to the plate. I'm literally her biggest fan. I will not stop. I know she's called. I will never get in the way of her calling. Never. She ministered. She drew crowds, but her past hindered her. God forgives many times people don't. Seven, divine healing started in her ministry by surprise to her. Catherine struggled with healing ministers because when she attended, she saw no miracles. She cried out to the Lord for days in prayer concerning the reality of healing. Her desperation in seeking God, crying out to God to see healing power, sparked her into healing. 1947, when she was preaching about the Holy Spirit, a man was healed of a tumor. This was the beginning of miracles in her ministry. The very next week, a man named George Orr felt a tingling during one of her services, and his eye was restored to sight after 22 years of total blindness. Remember, now she's made some serious choices. Denying family if you have to. Praying for days and days and days. Coveting, wanting, desiring more and more of God. And now the Holy Spirit is leading her life. Catherine realized that by simply honoring the Holy Spirit and being in God's presence, healing could be released. Without healing lines, people were being healed just sitting in their chairs in her meetings. And I'm not against healing lines. I've done a lot of them. Sometimes that person needs that extra measure, that touch. Just like people need it that haven't grown yet in the word of God. That's what preaching is all about. That's what discipling is all about. That's what praying for people is all about. That healing touch that God uses us to give people to let their faith arise and let anointing be transpired. But this woman was healed without doing anything. She was just listening to her preach on the Holy Spirit. 
Catherine realized by simply honoring the Holy Spirit and being in God's presence, healing could be released. I remember watching her. I remember. Yeah, I guess I told my age a little. But I remember watching her on television. I'm seeing others shake their head yes. Amazing. My dad loved her. Because my dad was a healing minister. And watch her move by the Holy Spirit. Without healing lines, people were healed just sitting in their chairs in her ministry. The meetings she held. The reason is because the presence of the Holy Spirit has been in such abundance in the meetings that by his presence alone, sick bodies and minds were being healed, even people waiting outside, waiting to get in. Wow, I like that. Amen? People waiting outside. Can't even get in yet and they're being healed. Father God, I want that anointing. He says, son, pay the price. Amen? We've got to be more and more and more in his presence, desiring more and more of him. Catherine realized, this is her words, any yielded person she realized could have this healing ministry if they would pay the price of full surrender and yieldness. You know, it's like many people want to do a lot of things, but they don't want to pay the price. I'd like to play the piano, but I've never paid the price of all that training for years. Uh, I'd, I'd like to, you know, it would have been fun to fly an airplane once or 747. Well, I've never paid the price and I'll never fly. And you better not get in my plane because it'll be the last flight you ever take with me if you get off the ground. I haven't paid the price. There's a price to pay. Scott, what he does in, in homes, there's a price to pay to be able to do what he does. Catherine realized there's a price to play. But God is no respecter of people, and we could all move with that type of anointing. Over the years, Coleman Ministry, thousands of people were healed in her meetings or through her radio and television programs. She also set up 24 international mission bases, debt-free, as a gift to national leaders. 24. Her book, I Believe in Miracles, published in 1962, became a bestseller with over 2 million copies sold, and people healed reading her book. That's what Mike did. He grabbed one of my, my newsletters and just inhaled it. Eventually got saved. Coleman walked with such great anointing and saw signs and wonders and healings released through her ministry that countless were slain in the Spirit and received a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. A fresh baptism. We need a constant baptism. Wednesday night, a couple people had a fresh baptism with a new tongue. 10, keys to miracles, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Catherine realized, quote, when the power of the Spirit is there, miracles happen. Gradually, I began to understand the power, how it operates. I discovered that certain things bring the presence of the Holy Spirit. Praise, for instance, just praising God, not asking for a single thing, but just praising him always brings the power. It's pleasing to the Lord. You do not manipulate the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is not an it. You've heard people say it. They nullify the important. This is God. And most of the church does not take the third person of the Trinity serious. The baptism of the They don't take it serious. They wonder why they have no authority, why they have nothing. You do not manipulate the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He is not an it. He is God. He is to be reverenced, to be worshipped. He is not to be presumed upon by anyone. 11. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit increases anointing. Catherine would wait until she felt the Holy Spirit's anointing before she stepped behind the pulpit. 
When she then stood behind the pulpit, it was as if she was a different person. As if she became possessed, and many times she had no recollection what she said, like, you're being healed of cancer. She recognized her own need for a continual baptism of the Holy Spirit, and she knew how it released the anointing. Bill Johnson, in his book, Defining Moments, where much of my notes came from, he writes, I know someone who stood behind the curtain at one of Coleman's meetings positioned where Catherine could not know he was watching her. He saw her alone praying, and the way she prayed and confessed her need of the Holy Spirit changed his life forever, making him hungry for more of God. He felt embarrassed watching her. It was such a moment of tenderness toward the Holy Spirit that the person again felt guilty. When Catherine took the stage, she was confident in the presence and power of God that he was now in her, possessing her, working through her. She showed us that anointing is actually a person. Her respect for her gift and her powerful anointing illustrated how she would treat her best friend, the Holy Spirit. And 12, possessed by God seems out of the ordinary to some people, making them uncomfortable. But Judges 6.34, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. The purpose of the anointing was to enable him to lead the Israelites to victory. Who are your enemies? Are they strangers? Are they church hypocrites? Are they your relatives? Quite a number of heroes of the faith spoke of being possessed by God. In the literal Hebrew, this verse actually means the Spirit of the Lord clothed himself with Gideon. What an amazing picture of God putting a person like clothing in order to accomplish his purpose. God putting on a person is clothing the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.